back to the Value Driven Investor Podcast, where we forge value-driven investors on a mission to live life on their terms. No matter where you have come from or where you are going, becoming a value-driven investor is in all our best interests because becoming financially free allows us to focus on what matters most, fulfilling our purpose. Our community of value-driven investors is committed to showing you the way. With the support of this community, you are sure to reach your goals. For all of us in the value-driven investor community, there is no greater gift than the gift of giving because together, anything is possible. We're back on the Value Driven Investor Podcast, and today we are talking about a hot topic, a sensitive topic. Real estate agents, change is inevitable, but there's a better way. And what am I talking about today? I'm talking about that tsunami that's out there in the ocean. If you live out in Florida or in the Keys, and you know it's coming, like you can see it. You can see it on the horizon but you don't know if it's gonna make it to you or not. But if it does, what if? What if it does? Because by becoming a value-driven investor, you're gonna be focused on delivering value to your clients. That's the difference. That's how we're gonna survive the change and disruption happening in our industry. And that's why Bob and I have gotten on the Value-Driven Investor podcast to let everybody know today we're aware, we see what's coming. We've been agents for me for 17 years and Bob for a hell of a long time too. We see what's coming and we've prepared for that tsunami. We're building our shelter. We're getting ready because we want to survive the change, the disruption in our industry. For far too long, real estate agents have been focused on one thing commissions. Instead of being focused on what matters most, creating value for their clients in a way only we as local real estate agents can. When I think about the tidal wave that's coming our way, I think about two disruptions that are happening. Disruptions that are shaking real estate agents to the core. Number one, iBuyers. Big tech companies trying to make the real estate transaction frictionless. Everybody's talking about the iBuyer. The iBuyer isn't new, it's newer. They've been around the open doors, the Zillows. They're trying to figure out how do we disrupt the real estate agent, the real estate industry? How do we make the transaction frictionless, which will then be a value proposition to the seller? And then number two, the class action lawsuit. If you're a real estate agent out there and you don't know about this class action lawsuit that's out there, you better start doing your homework. Because at the end of the day, the class action lawsuit is basically trying to ruin the integrity of the real estate agent by saying that we are inflating our commissions, that we are not giving the buyer a fair shake because, and that we're giving making the seller pay an inflated commission, which is then creating an inflated price. And at the end of the day, everybody's saying, man, are they really worth it? What if, what if we separate this? 
can we negotiate the commission if I'm a buyer? Can I reduce the final sale price on my house so that it's more saleable if I'm the seller? Why as a seller do I have to pay the buyer's agent commission? I get it, these are all confusing topics for the consumer and the consumer deserves to know. But at the end of the day, the real question that we ask is, is big tech in the eye buyer or is this class action lawsuit and ruffling the feathers of the current real estate commission system really necessary or is it really better? Because really at the end of the day, these two disruptors are focused on destroying the credibility of the real estate agent. These two disruptors are focused on diminishing the value real estate agents bring to their clients. In turn, destroying the value proposition agents can provide to justify the commissions they earn. So where does this leave us real estate agents when it comes to planning for the future? Everyone thinks we are overpaid. Everyone thinks we are making the transaction more complicated and confusing than it needs to be. Everyone, especially in today's low inventory market, is wondering why they even need a real estate agent when they can just sell or buy a home on their own. What do we have to say about that? Grando, again, hey, it's up? always awesome having you on, buddy, but yeah, this man. is a hot topic, and I really think that we have to address it as real estate agents. Yeah. And I think we also really have to address it because you and I look at, number one, we don't even look at ourselves as real estate agents anymore, but we are licensed, yeah. and mm -hmm. we do live in that community, and we do care about that community. Yeah. For sure. But at the end of the day, our plan, our way is just different. So let's circle back, man. I want yeah. your insight on yeah. the iBuyer and the class action lawsuit. Like, how? what are you hearing? What are you seeing? What are your thoughts on it? Because every day we are consumed with these two topics, especially the iBuyer topic, and like, how do we survive that tidal wave? Yeah, I mean, you know, with the whole iBuyer thing and, and looking at the market, there's, there's always you know, efficiencies that can be added to markets, right? And iBuyer could be one of those efficiencies that helps streamline the process for some people in the real estate industry. Um, in the iBuyer world, much like probably like the Zillow world, which, you know, you have to respect Zillow, they actually, um, they do hold their agency license and stuff like that now, so they're moving in that direction. They also offer the service of iBuyer. It's not much different than you or I that come in and also make a cash offer. There's one big difference though. They typically make really you know high or market priced offers uh, and then then back their way into some fees and stuff like that so with the whole iBuyer thing I think you know it, will it take over the market is it going to end everything for real estate agents I don't really think so um, just because I think that with any of those types of systems it's really hard for some people to be able to utilize them it only fits a certain criteria. I can't imagine Zillow going out and buying a, a $2 million home and saying, yeah, we got another good one where we did a cash buy on this. I mean, who would hold in their right mind a $2 million property, make the buy, let you out of it? If they do do something like that, you have to be questioning what you're giving up, you know? And so I would argue that if you sold your nice big home to Zillow, um, that they would probably be benefiting somehow in a large way, right? Or one of the other iBuyer service, I don't wanna just say Zillow or anything like that. There's a lot of them out there. There's a lot of big national ones that are popping up and around the area. They're not in every market. They're typically in dense markets where they can actually 
go in and really calculate the ARVs or the sales price of homes and or the the the, the market the current market values of homes. So it's it's definitely interesting, definitely a little concerning, you know, out there uh, on the horizon. But it started a few years ago, and I really haven't. I mean, it's it's there and it's kind of out there, but it, I don't feel like it's got this massive set of legs yet to take off. But you know, in two thousand what eight. You know, uh, I guess is probably when like Redfin, Zillow, uh, Trulia, uh, Realtor.com all really got online and started kind of manipulating and, and reworking how MLS was. And then that kind of took over. So I think there's possibility with it, you know, but also I think these are like hot market issues, right? You know how easy it is to sell a home in a hot market. It's really easy, right? But I don't know, Tim, you probably remember back in 2012, 2013, uh, it was really hard to sell a home, like really hard to sell a home. It was a buyer's market and I was helping people make some good purchases on stuff. But also, man, listings weren't my thing. Like I was like, I don't want a listing because it's kind of a pain in the butt right now. So in a hot market, I think that that's, these are great topics to talk about. Oh, the agents are getting paid too much commission. Oh, I buyer, you know, this is a big topic, but it's a hot market. And so I feel like a lot of these things go away the second we have a market switch. I buyer definitely isn't paying market value in a market switch, I can tell you that. And if they do, <laughs> yeah. they're crazy because then they're yeah. going to be out of business in a few months. Class action lawsuits will go away because they'll be begging for real estate agents to come in there and work their butts off to get a home sold. And there's a lot that goes into selling a house that I think a lot of people miss, you know, and don't quite understand. Um, it, it, and it is a local networked community with most real estate agents to kind of get those things done. So let's think about the small people like me and you, right? Let's think mm -hmm. about the agents out there that are trying to make a living and feed their family. How yeah. can we help them think through this? What do you think the iBuyer is really thinking? Because Zillow back in the day, when they first started, it was a website. Nobody even knew what the website was. I remember right. looking it up going like, what the hell is this thing? And that was a long time ago. I don't even know how many years ago it was, like 20 years ago. And I'm like, what the hell is this thing? And yeah. and then it was all about, I read about, oh, well, they're after SEO. The owner's just a genius on SEO. He already went public with one company. Now he's gonna take that and, and it's gonna all be about SEO and it's just gonna be about uh, content, right? And yeah. it was about content for years. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh wait, now all of a sudden they're getting listings on there. And then it was about data. And then it was mm -hmm. about this. And then I remember Zestimates came out and you're like, this yeah. Zestimate, like people are like, what's a Zestimate? It's like, dude, don't even look at that. It's so off, it's, it's not garbage. even funny because they didn't have yeah. the data. Well right. now they have some more, they have a lot better data. They are like starting to make MLS. a big impact. They mm -hmm. just got their broker's license in how many different states. They are yeah. essentially going to become a broker. They are a broker. They have lead generation. They have all this stuff. They basically, because we just handed it to them, oh, here's all our data. Here's all our listings. Here's everything you want because you guys are going to be nice to us. And now here we are today. Well, the yeah. iBuyer is Zillow five years after that website launched, six mm -hmm. years after that website launched. What are your thoughts of like, where are they gonna be in the next 10, 15 years? Like, what is their real game that they're playing? Yeah, well, I, I think their real game is to consolidate a market and add efficiency to it, right? I mean, that's what technology does to markets. It's no different than, you know, back in the day when, you know, the steel conglomerates, you know, 
consolidate it all together to control the steel pricing, right? So if you can control massive markets, especially home markets, then you can control home values, essentially. If you get that big and can do that, I mean, they're a huge, huge company. I don't think they've actually posted a profit yet ever since they've been there. So they're just, maybe they have, but a few years ago, they haven't even been profitable. Right. But Amazon wasn't profitable for a long time either. Most tech companies are profitable. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and he sells a lot of trinkets online on Amazon. So imagine if you can control a massive amount of homes in the United States, you know, and, and that I think is probably one of the big, you know, outliers out there. Can they, and it's no different that we look at it as an investor. They get this home, okay, what's, what mold fits for it, right? Like, are we gonna take this, kick it over? Is this gonna be an Airbnb for Zillow? Boom, that's an Airbnb for Zillow. Are we gonna own this apartment complex or whatever like this? I mean, acquisition in real estate is no different. That's an age old principle. They're just trying to create efficiency to a market. And with that efficiency, it'll push people out, right? Because with efficiency comes consolidation. And with all those things, like, you know, the, the prices of stuff that you get paid for a commission will go down, you know? So when that happens and I already see it with like, you know, Redfin, you know, in, in the area that we're in, they just dropped into this area in my market in Eugene. And I see the Redfin listings cause I use the Redfin app. Um, and you'll see like this and you'll see their buyer's agent commissions like 2%. Yeah. You know, I think they're having a hard time selling those homes because agents look at commissions. I want to know how much I'm going to get paid. I just worked for three months and lost 50 offers, you know, on a home. And then you go walk into a Redfin home and you see it, you're like 2%. Like I'm getting paid 2%. percent i been working with these people for freaking four months. I've lost all these deals because we're getting outbid by fifty, sixty thousand $60,000. Like, what do you think the agent's motivation would be to push that property? I think it'd be pretty slim. Is that Okay, right? well, let's stop there because no. you literally just walked into the trap of the class action lawsuit because that's what they're yes. saying. They're saying agents are the only ones that know what the advertised commission is, which like you said, Redfin's only it's, advertising it's a 2% commission. And so the class action lawsuit saying, well, the, the consumer should know what the commission is being offered to the agent or the consumer should just be able to negotiate whatever commission they want and it shouldn't be attached yeah. to the listing. So let's just, you just jumped in there. Like, let's bounce around yeah. here. Like, okay, yeah, let's talk about that. Like, is that right or is that wrong? Well, I think it's livelihood, right? And so I think that I mean, you can't tell me that you're going to go into your job and if they said, hey, we're going to give you a $15,000 pay cut, that you're going to be happy. You know, if you work 40 hours a week, you're not going to be happy if they said, hey, but, you know, good news, you still have a job and it's the exact same job you did before. Um, we're going to expect you to do the exact same thing. When you go back to the, the class action lawsuit, I believe commissions should be transparent across the board. I, I fundamentally agree with that. The class action lawsuit <clears throat> is a, a timing mechanism. And in reality, whether they change it or don't change it, I really don't think it matters. Right. I think at the end of the day, what matters is the value proposition. If you have mm -hmm. a true value proposition and you are a true expert, people do not, one thing I can tell you is people value expertise. If you're an attorney yeah. and you're the best attorney, I'm gonna pay you. If you're a it's doctor true. and you're the best doctor, I'm gonna pay you. If you're a builder and you're the best builder, I'm gonna pay you. If yeah. I really do see and feel and 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 you've I've been told that yeah. you deliver everything that you're worth, well then I want you on my team. I because I can't do everything. I can't be everything to every everybody, you know, including yeah. myself. Like I don't go fix my own car because that's not what I'm good at. I'll pay somebody to fix my own car. It's called return on time.
right. you know? So at the end of the day, if people feel that you have the value, they're gonna pay you. So class action yeah, lawsuit or point. no class action lawsuit, who mm-hmm. cares? Like if you have the value, somebody's gonna pay because you're the pro and it comes to real estate and it will, if I screw it up, it could cost me thousands and thousands of dollars. So sure, yeah, sure. I want you on the team, you know, Tim mm-hmm. Murphy, Bob Grant. So I'm yeah. not really too worried about that class action lawsuit. I'm glad we went down that route though. The iBuyer though, let's circle back to this iBuyer because I still want yeah. you to give me your insight on like, What's the real game these guys are after? Like, where do you think they'll be sitting in 20 years? Like Zillow well, sitting right now, basically taking over as a broker. Well, I mean, you know, one of the things that I think is like, where are they going to make their money if they're paying market value? Right. It's going to have to be off of additional things like providing the mortgage, providing the home inspection, providing all these services. Right. And that's like where I think is kind of like where the industry could be heading. Um, but ultimately, like, I think like we were talking about this earlier, you know, the car industry, you no longer really typically negotiate much for a car. You see this price, maybe it's a thousand or two different and that's about it. But there's no true negotiation haggling like you used to. And so that market's pretty much in a consolidation and it's, it's, it's becoming more efficient where you buy them all online and stuff like that. So that's kind of one example. But and, and, and seeing- Grando, how is the car, how is the car dealer now making money? additional services right like off, of, off of fixing your car yeah. off of all that yeah, stuff. they want to sell you a maintenance package for the next five years for because $10, they're selling you the car so. at a discount so they can buy mm-hmm. your relationship and then the yeah. fact that you have this warranty that but you got if you have the warranty you have to bring it into us otherwise the right. warranty is void so then now yeah. you bring it into us we prove that you can trust us and that trust and consistency creates the relationship and the relationship yeah. has the value right car sales is basically like they're trying to kind of implement those types of models into the real estate industry, which I think is interesting. And when we were talking, I was thinking back about uh, a client that we helped them sell their home and they said, hey, and they're in the, the Portland market, North Eugene, so they do have the iBuyer buyer service there. Well, baked into the price, the iBuyer buyer gave them market value price, but baked into that was a $70,000 fee I was like sitting there adding it up. It's like a $70,000 iBuyer fee. I go, that's way more than the real estate commission. So I was like, I had to, I go, you gotta send me that so I can, and I was trying to look it up so I could have it for this thing. But um, I was like looking at it and I was shocked. I was like, oh my God, they're basically using a car sales approach where it's like, don't look at this. Yeah, we'll give you your price. You want, that's your price that you want. We got you there. Um, now here are the fees associated with getting your price, but we gave you your price. Price is most important, right? That's what you wanted. Yeah, I want my price. So that way, but, oh, it shouldn't be really what price you want. It should be, I want to net this, you know? I want to net and it's, this. And it's what we tell buyers all the time. Yes. Quit focusing on the interest rate, focus on your payment. Because yes. if you build in all these ancillaries, your payment could be ridiculous relative to your interest rate. I always tell buyers, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna give you, and and this is the best test when you know if a buyer knows what they're doing. I sit down with a buyer and I say this, I say, hey, I'm gonna give you a 2.8, or no, 2.75 interest rate, and your payment's gonna be $3,000 for a $200,000 house. Or I'm gonna give you a 10% interest rate, and your payment's gonna be $1,200 for a $200,000 house. Which one are you gonna take? And everybody's like, uh, what? Uh, well, uh, uh, well, uh, I'm going to take the 2.75% and you're going to take a $3,000 payment payment? (laughs) for a $200,000 house. Well, well, I don't know. Mm. What should I do? What should I do Murph? 
And I'm like, you should take the 10% and the cheaper payment because over the life of the loan, that's the payment. That's what you're going to pay for the house. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. Well then I'm going to take the payment. Exactly. That's exactly the point is it's a bait and Mm -hmm. switch. Like it's trying to confuse you just like trying to get a Verizon phone plan. I mean, I went to Verizon the other day and I was like, are you kidding me? Why does this have to be so complicated? Like literally I need an MIT degree to figure out what my Verizon phone plan should be. That's what, that's mm-hmm. what Open Door and that's what Zillow iBuyers are trying to do. They're trying to say, well, what does the what does the customer want? Customers focused on price. Well, then we'll give them price because you know what's even yeah. greater about that is that if we can do that price, it's going to look like we actually paid more from the property than we really want to pay for the property. So then on the tax record, like in my market, the tax record is reflective of the price, but they don't mm-hmm. know the tax record doesn't know that the HUD has all these deductions that went from the mm-hmm. you know call it three hundred thousand dollar price minus seventy G's on the HUD. And the net was only yeah. 230. Well, that doesn't show on their tax record. So all the new yeah. consumer that comes out says is, oh, well, look at they look what they pay three hundred thousand dollars. Well, gosh, yeah. that was a fair price. Like, and now Zillow's like, Haha, yeah, that's awesome because now they don't know what we really got it for as a net mm-hmm. value. Exactly those fees, everything that's hidden and baked into it. That was that was probably the biggest eye opening thing for me is seeing that level of fees built into it and maybe there's still some ability to adjust like they threw that out there as kind of the first the first kick over the you know fence the or lob the ball back over to say hey here's our offer and then have them go oh yeah but then what's the next thing they do oh you don't like 70k fees here how about we cut this in half let's let's make it 35,000 does 35,000 i buyer fees sound good to you that's 50% right so it's just a game that you can play with all those things and and that's what i hate about the thought process of going down those things because I love the real estate market where it's, I think it's actually pretty efficient. You know, when you look at it and you're like, you know, listing agent does a current market analysis on a home, they add in, you know, commissions are always up for negotiation, right? So that's always been a thing. You can negotiate your commission. You, so that person says, Hey, I'm willing to pay out a 2.5% buyer's agent fee and I'm willing to pay you a 2.5% listing fee. That'd be a 5%, not a 6% or a 6.5 or seven. Like they like to make out in the news media that you're getting. But you know, with that, so you can do that, the, 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 the system goes like that and then goes from there. Then they go through the process of listing it and then in comes buyer. They know the price of the home. They're looking at the market. Everybody's there. That agent says, yeah, this is a good value, this and that. Then they put their money down. They go there. But there's not all this crazy crap baked into it. And it's a very simplistic system. And I think that's probably the thing that they're actually running into, Tim, is the fact that it is actually a pretty good system. And they're trying to figure out how they can disrupt it, consolidate it, and make it so they can bring all these things in. I, I'm sitting here going, okay, this conversation is like, I, you just scrambled my brain. Like, what am I even supposed to think? And you know what? That's why this podcast is fantastic because that's exactly yeah. the point. Between Bob and I, we could, we could talk about this for three hours and you would yeah, leave the podcast true. going, what? What <laughs> the hell happened there? And that's right. exactly how you're going to feel after the iBuyer walks through your house and scrambles your brain between, oh my gosh, they're being so nice, they gave me this purchase price, and then the bait and switch on, oh, and it's not it's not a bait and switch because they fully disclose, but as a non-educated consumer, you don't really know what you're trying to do here. Like you don't, it's yeah. like going to Verizon. You don't really know, am I getting a good deal? Or, or did they just like, completely confused me and I just bought something I shouldn't have bought relative to my my intent and what I wanted. And that's the big thing here. And that circles back to 
the value-driven investor way, our way, Bob Grant, Tim Murphy, the value-driven investor way, why do I think that will win? I think that will win because we are taking everything that we just talked about and we are trying to make it as simple as possible because the iBuyer has brought in some good things, a frictionless transaction where if the consumer just wants to sell their house, they can. As long as they're happy with the price and they're happy with their net, mm -hmm. then they can. Great, that's an awesome yeah. thing for the buyers. And I think buyers and consumers love that part of it. If the consumer wants to maximize the value of their property, well, in the value-driven investor way, they can. Because mm -hmm. we will give them the option to work with us and our team to increase the value of the property through rehabbing the property because that's what we do every single day. We will advise them, we will manage the project, we will do whatever it takes to get them maximum dollars and they know we can because we've done it for 17 years. Mm -hmm. So if that's what they wanna do, we can help them do that as well and reach maximum equity. Now, how do we get paid? We get paid a commission. We get paid for delivering the value which is an increased return on investment on their property, which needs to be remodeled, which needs to be improved to maximize that equity, to give them that return on investment, and we get paid to do that. Now, the beauty of that is, if you're going that route, if you're a consumer and you call Bob or I and say, this is what we wanna do, well then, you know what? We're gonna need to get compensated for that time. The reason that the value to an investor way is better for us real estate agents is because we have more leverage, we are able to provide more value, and this value is stupid obvious. And we are able to create better relationships because in the car industry, yeah. that's what they're after is the relationship, and the relationship equals trust, and the trust is built on consistency, okay? Yeah. I'm gonna tell you this, the iBuyer is gonna struggle forever to build trust and they're probably never gonna have relationship because they're not no. local. There's this big conglomerate that has this technology and they have a bunch of people that are just working for them so that they can get paid. They don't truly care about the people, the clients like Bob and I do and all of us real estate agents that are out there yeah. that are really doing successful and really care about the people and that's why we do it is for the people, okay? And then the other thing is return on investment. If you wanna talk about value, you talk about return on investment. If grandma bought the house at $50,000 in Edina, which is my market, and I'm about to buy the house for $400,000 from grandma, you know what? I, can, I always say to grandma, are you sure you don't want me to fix up this house or maybe even partner with me and mm -hmm. build a brand new house? Because you know what? I could probably make even more money. And every time she's like, Tim, I'm too old for that. And I'm yep. like, no problem, but it, that's an option for you. And mm -hmm. she's like, you know what, son? This is the perfect thing. This is why I wanna work with you because you're guiding me through the all my options, not just one option, not just what's yep. best for me. And return on investment equals value, and value equals the value-driven investor way. Grando, tell them, tell them what you think. I mean. You've been doing this for so many yeah. years through the value driven investor, the last two, three years. I mean, it's like a whole new approach to really taking care of our clients. You're, you're leading with the client's best interest first. And I think that's the most important thing you could ever do uh, in real estate in, at any level, um, which you don't see that with a lot of other like people who wholesale or rehab. 
you know, everybody's a lead. Everybody's a lead that they want to uh, get that lead, convert that lead. And if I get 20 leads, I can convert 10% of these people and I can get four houses. And it's all about the numbers where, you know, for us, you know, being in the real estate, you know, agency side of thing and on the investment side of things, it's not about a lead. It's about their situation and what's best for them. We've said it multiple times. Yeah. It's about the people. It's like said it multiple times. Like, Hey, you know, you're, you're, you don't really have a crazy life factor going on here. One of the, the top big fives, uh, you know, and you've got some time. Why don't we just list your house to sell it on the market? And then, you know, a lot of times they won't want to do that because they'll have their reasons. They'll come up with it like, no, 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 I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But I really just want to sell it for this. I want to know. And then that also led us down the, the thought process of some people just want the convenience and speed of a cash deal. And they're willing to give up money for that, you know. Um, but, you know, that's not their best interest because that's not going to get them the highest and best price in a, a really hot market. In a low market might be a different story, you know, or a, in a buyer's market, it might be a different story. So, you know, it's just one of those things, leading with the client's best interest and taking that heart versus over anything and doing the right thing for them regardless, because that's what you should do. And that's exactly what all these iBuyers, Zillow's, all these big corporations getting into that. They are liable to their shareholders. They are not liable to you as a consumer. They are just using you to get what they want which is to keep that wheel going so they can keep showing the profit going up the right direction. So they and that is profit, consistent so. because Zillow has been giving a story to real estate agents that we care about you. Well, mm-hmm. now all these real estate agents that paid Zillow for so many years are now bailing out from paying Zillow because the leads are crap. Zillow is now becoming a brokerage. Zillow is now gonna bring on their own agents. Zillow is now buying properties, which are those agents listings. So Mm -hmm. the agent doesn't get to list it. Oh, but but we're all about the agent. We we care about you. Consistently, they have not shown us that they care. And the fact that they consistently are taking more and more from us, means that how can we trust them? And it also means like, does the relationship really matter to them? See, that's the difference. Yeah. We go the opposite way. We start with the relationship. We build yeah. the trust and the trust is built through consistency, just like Bob said. Yeah, Zillow, sure. open door, they're the opposite. They don't need the relationship because they have money. Mm-hmm. They don't care about the consumer because they care about the property and the transaction and the leverage. It's a business to them where to value-driven investors and the value-driven investor way, it's about all about the relationship, all mm-hmm. about trust, all about consistency, and what we deliver through our value-driven investor way and the processes and the systems that we put together is that return on investment, which does equal value. And it equals a value that the iBuyer will never be able to provide for our community, for our mm-hmm. people, for our local real estate industry. It just won't happen. So, and if you and if you think that it will, I would love to see how you think that's gonna happen because I just don't think that that's their big game. At the end of the day, I don't think that that's their game. And the other thing I wanted to bring up to support that is that BlackRock, if you haven't heard of BlackRock, they're the biggest uh, investment company out there. I think they have a trillion assets under under management. Yeah, it's some ungodly amount. Yeah, they just yeah. bought the biggest uh, na- national retail home buyer, which owns over 80,000 prop- 80, properties. I don't remember the name of it. It's like 
something and they buy property to uh to rent it out on a contract for deed or uh rent to own contract and then blackrock bought them and now what i've heard and i have to verify it a hundred percent i've heard that blackrock is now partnered with open door and now open door is running around in my market and i've heard this from other agents they're running around making offers that are more than what agents think the properties are worth. What? So they're Long paying over home. market value? And that's what Bob said. Well, why would they pay over market value? And, I, and I'll tell you, my, this is my opinion, only my opinion. They're going to buy it and they're going to make money somehow, some way, which is probably because they're going to sell it over to BlackRock. Well, why would BlackRock pay it? Well, BlackRock would pay it because maybe they believe that inflation is coming. Maybe they believe that that's the best hedge for their $1 trillion in cash that they need to mm -hmm. place someplace. And maybe right. they believe that when they do an option to buy, or option to, yeah, option to buy to the renter that they fit into that property, they know what their numbers are they, because they're mm -hmm. a big business. They know their margins big enough that they can overpay today. And in five years when they do that option contract, they're still gonna make plenty of margin to make their investors mm -hmm. happy because like Bob said, all they care about is their investors and the trillion dollars that they have under management. And you know what? That's the game. That's mm -hmm. why they can pay more than what the agent would list your house for. Hmm, think about that. That's, what's the, that's the tidal wave that's coming our way is big business, trillion dollar, billion dollar businesses uniting together against us, mm -hmm. the people, the common man, the real estate agent, the homeowner, you guys, there's a better way. There's a better way for the homeowner, there's a better way for our clients, and there's a better way for us. And Bob and I believe it's the value-driven investor way, and that's why we are pumped about the podcast, that's why we're pumped about this community, that's why we want real estate agents in this community, that's why we wanna show real estate agents how to become an investor, that's why we wanna show real estate agents how to partner with contractors, and that's how we wanna partner in our local communities with contractors and subcontractors and bob said well they're going to find a way to package these deals and they're going to find a way to add all these ancillaries in there well why can't we find a way well wait we have yeah. found a way bob and i have a way where we can partner with contractors and subcontractors and local vendors yeah. and we can create value out of these properties and we can, can, we can buy these properties and control the property because at the end of the day there's one thing that everybody wants the product the product mm -hmm. is the property control if you control the product like every listing agent has ever said since the dawn of time list to last tim list mm -hmm. to last that's what i i heard the day i walked into the real estate market if you want to last in the real estate industry tim you need to list to last okay True. all right well that means that there's a product and i need to control the product and if i control the product then i control everything well mm -hmm. why is i buyer overpaying hmm I want everybody out there because we are really advocates of real estate agents and we are we we truly believe and I feel like we've proven mm -hmm. it that we have a way a different way for real estate agents to yeah be value driven investors which is yeah. not a real estate agent but it's actually somebody that people can trust that will deliver value to you which is through a return on investment mm -hmm. in a way that nobody else can and there's very very few of us out there Bob and I know one thing, and, and that's what real estate agents are thinking right now. And if you're out there mm -hmm. and you're a real estate agent and you're thinking, man, I want to know more about that way. Well, then mm -hmm. that's what the Value Driven Investor podcast is all about. That's what this community is all about, is that there's a better way for everyone. And if I could sum it up in one way, it's this. It's the people 
against big tech and the big conglomerates? Like, who do you want to win? And I thought about this long and hard because it, it brings me back to 2008, nine and 10. I was doing regular real estate transactions. Just the way everybody else was doing real estate transactions. And then the crash hit. And then there was no listings. And then the only listings that I saw were foreclosures and short sales. And every real estate agent I talked to was like, I'm like, what is this? Foreclosures or short sales? Well, I missed the boat on the foreclosure road because there were smart agents that had been in the business for 10, 15, 20 years. And they signed up with Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, all the big banks, and they were doing bank owned listings. And you know what? Good for them. I was late to the, I was late to the party. But at the end of the day, I, I still, I think there was a reason for that because I said to myself, I said, do I want to work for the big conglomerate, the banks, or do I want to work for the people, short sales? Yeah. I said, you know what? I want to work for the people. And yeah. I busted my ass for five, six years, did hundreds of short sales. They sucked. The banks sucked to work with. But you know what? I saved families and friends hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars because I was able to walk them through short sales. Well, you know what? Here we go again, because here we go again. Do I want to work with the conglomerate, the iBuyer, or do I want to work for the people? I'm going to tell you, I always, always will take the people because that's what I believe in. So we're going to keep talking about this subject because this is powerful. And thanks for joining us on the podcast today. See you soon. Good news. The Value Driven Investor Community opens to founding members on September 15th. Early access to half-off memberships will be available for two weeks only. The VDI community means access. Access to driven and passionate members. Access to workshops that fast-track your investment knowledge. And direct access to Tim Murphy, Bob Grant, and other experts that will answer your questions and guide you through the process of your personal investment opportunities. What does living life on your terms mean to you? The Value Driven Investor Community will take you one step closer to that dream. Apply at valuedriveninvestor.com. The Value Driven Investor Podcast was produced by Digital Legend Media in Minneapolis. Build your legend, digitallegendmedia.com.